Welcome to jrootradio.com here on jrootradio.com. You're listening to Halakha Hour here on Jroot Radio. You can listen to us either by the internet jrootradio.com or you can listen on the Jroot Radio Pro app or you can listen through the phone. And the phone number to listen if you would like to listen to us over the phone is 718-506-9099. Okay? Let's give you the numbers to the station first, and then we'll begin with our introduction to today's class. The numbers to the studio, if you want to call in, and today, Baruch Hashem, we have Rav David with, sitting with us, and therefore, you can want to call in, you can call in at any time to ask your halakha questions. The subject of today's class will be the laws, the halakhot of Saudah Shalishit and Minha on Shabbat. And we are back to the book from the Benish Hai. We'll talk about that in a second. First of all, let's give you the numbers. The studio number is 718-683-5858. And the text number is 347-927-8398. If you have any questions or comments, you can call us or you can text us. Again, 718-683-5858. The text is 347-927-8398. Today's class is sponsored by and for the Hatzlaha of Shlomo Eliyahu Benina, as well as and Maya Sima Bat Pola Boliza. She should give them Brachav Hatzlaha and everything that they do. Okay, the Halakha hour, little introduction, what we do is we learn Halakhot over here and we're back to our regular schedule. We took off a little bit of a break from Purim until now, learning about the Halakhot regarding the Moadim, the holidays. At the time we learned Purim, then we learned the Halakhot of Pesach, and last week we concluded our halakhot on Sfirat Omer, And of course, we did also the customs, the minhagim and the Omer the week beforehand. If you miss any of the classes and you're interested to find out, I don't know why you would want to find out about Purim or Pesach right now, but if you're interested about Sfirat Omer, you could go and listen to the archives or watch the videos on jrootradio.com. What we do is we work off the Benish Hai and we read the parashiyot of the Benish Hai. The halachot from the Benishai, and then we elaborate and we explain the source of the halachot, also the practicality, whether what opinions we go with, we don't go with, and we try to accommodate everybody Ashkenazi, Sfaradi, Hasidish, whatever you may be. Um, and we try to bring in as much as we can. If we can, we should have Before we actually get to the halachot, there's a very important announcement. As debating if I should announce this, if I should say this, I'm definitely in the shul, I'm definitely, I, I have an obligation to speak about it. But on the radio, it's not my style to give Musar, like the name of the class of the show, it's Halakha Hour. We're here just to give Halakha. So therefore, I'm not giving any Musar, I'm giving just straight out Halakha. There is a new app out there, I believe it's unique to the iPhone. I don't want to say what the name of the app is, because otherwise it will arouse people's interest, and they don't want to know about it. But it's, uh, we're going to keep it a secret for now, that this app is a very dangerous app. It's similar to Facebook. If you know what it is, then that's good enough. If you don't know what it is, Baruch Hashem, then you don't need to listen to this. But if you know what it is, and you're a person that cares about halakha, and especially for a person who you're, you're careful, you should know. The, I mean, Facebook could also be sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times, could also be Lashon But in this app, where there's no busha, anybody participating, even viewing, you don't have to necessarily, you know, participate by texting, but even just viewing what people are saying on this app is Asur Midoraita. This is without exaggeration. This is like eating pig. And according to the Havet Saim, it's even much more because according to the Havet Saim, he lists 31 different mitzvot 
14 Isur, uh, 14 Mizvot Aseh and 17 Mizvot Lot Aseh in Lashon Hara and as well as Motsi Shemra. So therefore, if you know what I'm talking about and you have it, it's a big mitzvah to delete it, to not participate at all, even if you don't have it, or you shouldn't even hear about it. And if you know other people that have it, it's a big mitzvah to convince them, to show them to be mochiyah, to show them that this is a something very, very wrong and we, we should not have. Unfortunately, it's, it has caused tremendous disasters in the only two weeks that's been out. And that's good enough, I think. And if you don't know, Ashrecha Matoblach, you're out of that world and you're out of that loop. You're, you're, you're wonderful if you don't know. Baruch Hashem. Okay, let's get to the halachot of Menha on Shabbat as well as Sabda Shalishit. In the Benish Hai, we're working off Parashat Hayesada in the second year. What we usually do is we go on the order of the Benish Hai, but today we're going to do a little bit of a switch. Uh, usually it takes me a few weeks to go through a parasha in the Ben Yishai because there's so much to talk about. In this week's parasha, most of it will be very, very simple and straight out. And a lot of it I won't even read inside because a lot of it, you'll see, it's based on the text. A lot of it, you know, I'm going to bore you if I read it inside. So I'm going to start from the last, the second half of the parasha. There's only 14 halachot. We're going to start from Halakha Yud. We're going to start first with the Halakhot of Sadash Elishit. The reason why we were starting from the second half of the parasha, for two reasons. Number one is, that's the order it's brought down in Shohan Aruch. The laws of Sadash Elishit are found in Shohan Aruch, Siman Ret Sadi Aleph. And the laws of Menha are Ret Sadi Bet, the one afterwards. Also, there's more to talk about in Sadash Elishit than the Halakhot the Ben brings by Menha. So therefore, I would like to start with that. Halakha Yud, we begin talking about Saudash Rishit and the significance of the Saudash Rishit, we'll see Vazat Hashem as we go along. But the Ben Yishai begins, Bisudat HaMenhaab, and he says, Before you do Netilatidayim, to have your third meal on Shabbat, by the afternoon, Tomar Bekor Ramu Rabbah, you should say in a loud voice and with great joy the following words. Now, we're going to say what these words are. It's not going to be so familiar to some of us, and a lot of Hasidim, a lot of Ashkenazim as well, more Hasidim have anyway the minhag of saying this. Atkinu sa'udata dimhemanuntad shilemata hedvata nimaka kadisha. They have the special tune. Atkinu sa'udasa dimhemnu sa'shlema sa'hedvasa dimaka kadisha. Right? That's the tune. That's the words that come from the Ariza who wrote this. Prepare the sa'udah. It really comes from the Zohar. Prepare the sa'udah of emuna. The emunah shelema, the complete emunah. This is the joy, the seudah, that's the joy of the holy king, which is referring to Kadosh Baruch Hu. At kinu seudatad makah, prepare the meal of the king, which is Hashem. Dahi seudat zerapin. This is the seudah of zerapin. Zerapin is a Kabbalistic term. You could find these words in the Siddur, you can find them in a lot of the benches in the Berchat Hamazon. Menachai says to say this. I haven't seen too many people say this, and there's different PUT and things, but still the idea is, like we said, according to the Mikubalim, everything that you do should always express with your mouth. That's why the Shem Yehud Kuchabrihu, that's why whenever you do a mitzvah, even if you're not saying the Shem Yehud, say, I'm about to fulfill the mitzvah. Because we want to get you, all of you, every, every part of you involved in the mitzvah. We know that there's three parts to the person. There is the um, thought of a person, there is the action and there is the speech of a person. When it comes to fulfilling a mitzvah, you want to be completely involved in fulfilling the mitzvah. So not only should your body be involved, you're having that's your body that's just eating. You have to think, 
and understand that Hashem is sitting with you. At the same time also, in Saudah Shalishit, Lemashar, for example, also express it with your mouth, Dibur. Speak about the mitzvah that you're about to do. This is not only by Saudah Shalishit, this is by every mitzvah that you want to do. Ladies who want to light the candles on Arab Shabbat, Say, I'm about to fulfill the mezvah of lighting the candles. Mezvah did of lighting the candles. You said it with your mouth. Obviously, you're thinking about it. And when you're actually lighting the candles, you fulfill it with your actions. That is the reason for saying this line. I want to read you from the Zohar. I'm going to try to read very, very quick. The Zohar, what he writes regarding Saudash Elishit. Listen to this. He says like this, All the blessings are found in the world. Above in the spiritual world and here down here in the physical world are all dependent on the seventh day, which is Shabbat. Vitarana was taught. When the Jewish people were in the desert, how come the man did not fall on Shabbat? Says the Zohar, you know why? Because all the six days of the of the world, of the week, excuse me, all the six days get their source, get their blessings from Shabbat. Each day produces the food, the parnasa that you need for that day. They all get it from the Shabbat. Meaning to say, Shabbat is the supplier. And the six days of the week are the ones who are receiving the supply of blessings. And that's given by Shabbat. A person who is a supplier, you know, if you work, let's say, let me bring it down to our level. If you're a person who makes shoes, you don't need shoes. You are the one giving to everybody. So yourself, you don't need to take for yourself. That's the mashal. Over here, Shabbat itself is a source of blessings. And therefore, it doesn't need the man. But every, six, every one of the six days of the week, they get the man from the blessing of Shabbat. And therefore, says the Zohar, a few paragraphs down, And that's why a, a person has the obligation to take pleasure three times. And these three times means, means to say to to participate, to make a meal three times on Shabbat. Why? The complete amunah for a person depends on his saudot. These are Kabbalistic terms. And look what he says over here. You must take pleasure by eating, and you must rejoice also by eating. That means don't be grumpy when it comes to eating a meal. Oh, come on, I have to wash uh, my, my, my nutritionist and the things. You have to take joy. So then eat whole wheat if your nutritionist doesn't let you eat bread. But you should not... Uh, be grumpy when it comes to the meals. Listen, listen to the words of the Zohar. And if a person misses any one of the meals on Shabbat, then it appears, his, what he's missing appears up there in Shamaim. And harsh words, listen to the following words. And his punishment is great. And that's why, he has to prepare his table, means to say he has to have a Saudah three times on Shabbat. One is when Shabbat enters, which is what we call the Friday night meal. And never keep your table empty, like we said in the name of Arizal. Even if a person finishes his meal, he always keep some crumbs or something of bread on the table. Why? Because Zohar says, When your table is not empty, it represents the Sulhan in the Mishkan, in the Beit HaMikdash, which was never empty. And therefore, you could bring down the blessings. When? For all the rest of the days of the week. And especially in our economy, Rabotai, we all need that Sigulah Parnasa. Keeping bread on our table throughout the whole Shabbat, 
it brings panasa, brings berachas. If you can tell me what are your bugs, so put it in a plastic bag. Just keep some sort of bread. But like Dariza says, make sure it's not a whole bread, it's a broken piece of bread because otherwise you might have issues with our derech goyim. And then it concludes the Zohan and says, With this, through the meals, a person will be will have a complete emunah. This is what the Zohar speaks about Sevda Shishit. The Gemara says it's an obligation. According to the Levush, this is an obligation. The Oraita to have three meals. Where do we learn it from? So the Pasuk that the Poskim bring down is, is brought down in the Torah. It says like this. Moshe tells the Jewish people in Parashat Beshalah regarding the man, he tells them like this. Ikhluhu hayom. Eat the man today because today is Shabbat. Today you won't find it in the field. So, why does he keep on saying the word Hayom, Hayom, Hayom? The Gemara says from here three times we find in this Pasuk the word Hayom to teach us that a person needs three meals on Shabbat. And that's the three meals that we have. And therefore, practically, if a person for some reason missed one of the meals, he has to make it up. Let's say Friday night, for whatever reason, he did not have a Saudah, he did not have a meal. He was sick, he was in the hospital, whatever it was, whatever the reason may be. You know, sometimes, you know, when Purim falls out on Friday afternoon, a lot of people end up missing the Friday night meal because, you know, the uh, Saudat uh, Purim, you know, you finish eating, but the wine doesn't let you continue. In any case, so if a person missed the Saudah of Lil Shabbat, then the poskim bring down that he should have three meals on Shabbat day. Now we know there's a meal in the morning and a meal by Sodash Elishit. But being that this person missed the meal from the night beforehand, he has to say, he has to have a third meal. And being that he missed the meal, if he didn't make Kiddush the night before, he also has an obligation when he comes to eat that first meal to say Kiddush, which is Baruch Hashem Kadesh Shabbat, but he should just skip Vaykhulu. That is if a person missed his meal on Friday night. Just want to emphasize a little bit more on the importance of Sadat Shishit. And the reason why we're emphasizing on Sadat Shishit more than other meals, because Friday night you're hungry, you're starving, and Friday night meal is the best, so easy. Shabbat day, you know, if the rabbi's drasha was too long, or if the hazan was too long, or too stretchy, you come home, we're still pretty hungry, and the smell of the chalant anyway was uh, uh, mesmerizing the whole Friday night that you want to eat anyway. It's easy to eat. Sadat Shishit is very difficult to eat. We all know that. So therefore, I want to tell you a few stories, just very, very quick stories, to uh, bring the point home. The Hatam Sofer, when he used to have Saudash al he used to have it with his Talmidim. And he would extend his meal all the way through the late hours of the night. The meal would run all the way to the late hours of the night. And it's brought down that he would say the Red Torah and his, his face was like fire. And people would just sit around in that lengthy Saudash al They loved it. Every, all his students were all around him. This was his minhag, a custom, every single Shabbat. The beautiful story with the Baal Shem Tov, and where, he, where a regular simple innkeeper told him a pshat, an explanation, which he loved. So the Baal Shem Tov also emphasized and stressed that you should have Saudash Yishi with people, you shouldn't have it alone. And one time Baal Shem Tov was invited to a certain hotel or hostel, whatever you want to call it, and the owner was Jewish. And when the Baal Shem Tov was sitting with his students, this owner of the hotel also came with a few friends and they sat down to have Saudash Yishi all together. So the Baal Shem Tov said, you know, how come this man is doing it? It's not brought down in the Halakha and the scheme that you should have it with a group of people. So he went over to this person and said, how come you're having the meal together with, with a whole group of people? He says, I do this every Shabbat. You know why? Because it's brought down that we get an extra soul on Shabbat. And the, the Neshama Yetra leaves on Motzei Shabbat. And that's pretty much by the time we finish Saudash Shit. And therefore, it's a form of death. 
because the neshama is leaving the body, and I want to die amongst the Jewish people. I want my soul to live amongst the Jewish people. Baal Shem Tov loved this, and that's brought down. Obviously, he said it over, and that's what's brought down. There's some Admorim till today, there's some Hasidim who sit around in the Tish, or whatever they call it, uh, and they sit around, and they go till the late hours of the night. You could be driving, and you could be done with your Mlave Malka, and they're sitting around still in Sevda Shalishit. I remember personally, uh, not remember, but I try to go once a year in the summer to a getaway. It's not a getaway, it's like a Kirov organization where they work with, uh, you know, Balei Shuvah and everything. And they, the last Shabbat of the program, they sit and they have Sevda Shalishit. I'm not kidding. They start an hour earlier before everybody because it's up in the mountains anyway, but they start an hour earlier, and so that Shishit finishes by 10 o'clock. That's about two hours after Shkia, by the way. And it's beautiful. And even though these are people that, most of them probably never kept Shabbat before, or never kept a real Shabbat, still it's such an enjoyment. Everybody's all together, and so that has a Kedushah because it's leaving, the, the Neshama is leaving at that time, as a very, very special Kedushah, and it should be treated in such a way. You don't have to extend your meal. I'm just showing that look how the tzaddikim who felt it a little bit more didn't want it to finish. So there's a question that's, that's asked. How come the Ashkenazim call it Shalosh Saudus? Uh, they'll translate that in Sfaradi. Uh, Shalosh Saudot. You speak to Ashkenazi, he tells you, you're coming over for Shalosh Saudus. You're staying for Shalosh Saudus, which is Shalosh Saudot. Really, in Hebrew, and even they'll admit it, the real word for the third meal is Sauda Shalishit. And that's what's brought down everywhere. Sauda Shalishit. But the but everybody calls it Shalashodas. And that's a question really a lot of their rabbis also ask. So I, I'll give you two answers. One answer is brought down. I forgot from which rabbi it's I saw in Tameh Min Hagim. He brings down like this. He says, Why is the third meal called three meals? We're only having one meal. It's the third meal, man. That's not three meals. That's the translation of Shalosh Shodot, three meals. And the answer is as follows. Friday night and Shabbat day when a person's eating, you can't prove really that a person's eating at the same time because God commanded to do so. Because Friday night, like we said, a person's hungry. Shabbat morning also a person, you know, he's in the mood to eat. It's, it's the first meal of the day. You wake up at 7, 8 o'clock. By the time you come home, it's 12, 12, 30. By the time you have the soda, you're hungry. You didn't have breakfast. This is your first meal. So it's not really a proof that you're eating the same Shemayim. But when you come to the third meal, especially, especially in the winter, it's not easy to have a meal. And so hard. But you still wash and you plan to have a meal, that shows that you're eating in the same Shemayim. And if that third meal is the same Shemayim, then we know for sure that the first two meals that you had on Friday night and the one on Shabbat morning was, all, was also done for the honor of Hashem, because Hashem commanded to do so. So therefore, in this third meal, your Shalosh Saudot have been, uh, you have shown that you, all your three meals on Shabbat were done L'Shem Shemayim in honor of Hashem, because Hashem commanded to do so. That's one answer from Tamei uh, Minhagim. The Shem Mishmael brings the name of his father, if you want to see it. It's in the year Tafresh Ayin. He explains as follows. He says the three meals correspond to the three Avot. Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov. The first meal corresponds to Abraham because whatever, I'm not going to go into it right now. The second meal corresponds to Yitzhak and the third meal corresponds to Yaakov. Api Kabbalah, this Farim bring down that Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov represented different cohort, different powers of the soul. The Abraham represented the trade of kindness, of chesed and rahamim. He always went and bring guests. Yitzhak represents the 
trait of Gebura, Midat Adin. He's the one who asked Hashem to bring Yisurin, to bring inflictions on a person in his lifetime. He's the one who was ready to sacrifice himself, to be a Korban himself. He represents Midat Adin. And Yaakov was a combination of Rahamim and Din. He was a combination of kindness as well as Din. And that's why he's called Tif'erit. According to Kabbalah, Tif'erit is a combination of Hesed and Din. And being that Yaakov is a third of the Avot, the Saudash al represents the Yaakov Avinu, which is also the, th the, the, it's the third meal. And just like Yaakov Avinu, who's inclusive, not only of himself, he's inclusive of Abraham and Ishaq, so too, the third meal, Saudash al by the Ashkenazim, they call it Shalosh Saudos, Shalosh Saudot, because it's inclusive of the powers or the spiritual powers of the first two meals of the meal on Friday night and Shabbat day. This is what we could say regarding Saudash Elishit and the names and we'll just conclude with the following and then we'll come back to practical halakhot. The Kafahim brings down in Reh Sadi Alef Chavzayin the following words. He says, Adam Saudot Shabbat A person who accustomed himself to make sure to always eat three meals on Shabbat for the sake of the mitzvah. Now he's a guest by somebody's house who don't have such, who didn't grab this mitzvah. Ah, it's too much, too heavy, we can't. So now he says, Don't let go of your mitzvah of eating the third meal because you're embarrassed. Oh, how am I going to eat the meal? I'm invited by this person's house and they don't eat me. I'm going to sit here and eat the meal myself. I'm embarrassed. So he says, don't let go of themselves out of embarrassment. You know why? He says, Ki Woe to the embarrassment in the next world if a person comes to Shammai and Hashem shows him every Shabbat you had a chance to have a complete emunah. And what, what, what have you done? What, you left it? Because somebody said something to you? And Hazal tell us, one who has three meals on Shabbat is zokhet to be saved from three things. Heble Mashiach, the pain that comes right before Mashiach comes. Din Gehinam, the judgment of Gehinam and Melhamid Gogumagog, the war of Gogumagog. Rabotai, you got all the benefits for having three meals. Hazal will not exaggerate, they're not just trying to convince you to have three meals. Hazal are telling us Metziut, reality. What, three meals are important. The first two meals are easy to talk about. This meal of uh, Shabbat, this, uh, the meal of Saudash Elishit, is the harder one, and therefore we're putting a lot of emphasis on this. Let's get to the next halakha. Halakha Yud Aleph, Ben Yishai talks about Kiddush. How come we don't make Kiddush on Saudash Elishit? Friday night we make Kiddush before we begin the meal. Shabbat day we also make Kiddush. What about Shabbat afternoon by Saudash Elishit? How come we don't have Kiddush? So Ben Yishai says, Api Kabbalah, why Kiddush should not be there? But really, the poskim already deal with it. How come there's no kiddush? Listen to the Rambam writes. Rambam says, All of the three meals that a person is having a Shabbat, he has to set it on wine. And also to make a motzi on two loaves of bread. So it sounds like from the Rambam that what's the wine that he's talking about over here? The simple meaning of the Rambam, just like we know Friday night and Shabbat morning. What, when do we have wine? We have it by Kiddush. Sounds like you need to have Kiddush before you have Saudash al-Ishit. And that's really, uh, most of the Rishonim understood the Rambam that way. They didn't agree with the Rambam. They did not agree with the Rambam. Most Rishonim argued on the Rambam, but they understood that the Rambam requires that a person should have Kiddush before Saudash al-Ishit. Which means you just take a cup of wine or grape juice and say, Bore Priya Given. And then you have your meal. That's how most Rishonim brought the Rambam. They understood him. And 
but they argued on him. However, the Bet Yosef says, no, you could explain the Rambam to mean, Lekboa alayayin means that you must have wine in the meal. Not before the meal necessarily, but in the meal. And therefore you could explain that there's no mahloka between all the Rishonim. Everybody will agree that there's no obligation to have Kiddushas. You had it once in the morning. All you need to do is drink in the middle of, the, uh, of your meal a cup of wine or grape juice. In fact, that is all. Darizal himself brings the same thing. He says that in the middle of Kiddush, it's, you, a person should have a cup. No, excuse me. I messed up. In the middle of Saudash Elishi, Darizal says a person should have a cup of wine or a cup of grape juice. Why? Because Api Kabbalah explains what he explains. And even Shohan Aruch brings the same thing. Shohan Aruch says that a person should drink wine in the middle of Saudash Elishit. Api Kabbalah and Api Pshat, it's very good to have wine in the middle of Saudash Elishit. If you don't have, you still Yotzei Dehawa, but it's a good idea. One is to be Yotzei according to Ramam. Number two is Api Kabbalah. Spiritual things are happening. Holy things are happening. However, if a person sees that he only has one, um, what do you call it? One cup of wine. All he has is only one cup of wine. And the question is, is he going to use it now for the... Um, what do you call the? Is he going to use it now for the having the kiddush in the middle, or is he going to use mean not kiddush? Is he going to use it for saudash shit in the middle of the meal, or is he going to use it for let's say he has zimun with three people and he's going to use it for later on in the middle of uh, not in the middle afterward after saudash shit he's going to use it for the sake of zimun. That's the halakha says and he ben goes through back and forth. He says a person should drink keep the cup of wine for. Amazon to make the moon on it. It's better to have the cup of wine for Bechat Amazon than to have it by so in the middle of Saudash Elishit. Now the question comes up: If you ever saw when people are eating Saudash Elishit together, you see when it comes to Zimun, a lot of people will say Zimun on a cup of wine, and the the way that the Zimun works on a cup of wine is as follows. You pick up a cup of wine and you say, Bishut botai, or Bishut Chem, Ashkenazi, whatever you say, but at the end of the day, you say with your permission and you invite everybody to bless Hashem. That's called Zimun. You're inviting everybody to bless Hashem. Okay? So now the question is, how come when it comes to Sabadash Elishit, when they make Zimun, the Halakha says that after you finish Brachat Amazon, then you make the brachah of a gifen, you drink the cup of wine or cup of grape juice. How come it comes to the dash of the sheet? You make the moon holding the cup of wine. When it comes to the end, you see a lot of people, they don't drink the cup of wine. The question is, is that what you're supposed to do? And if yes, how come you don't, how come, uh, how come that's so? How come every time we drink it and over here we don't drink it? The answer is as follows. There are three opinions when it comes to making the moon with a cup of wine. According to one opinion, this is Shohan Aruch, by the way, brings this in the Chot of Zimun. According to one opinion, when you make Zimun, you're supposed to make it on a cup of wine. Even, excuse me, when you, excuse me, when you say Berchat Amazon, sorry, let's start again. When it comes to making Berchat Amazon, since you're fulfilling Mizmam Deoraita, you're saying Berchat Amazon, it's very special to say Berchat Amazon, so therefore it requires a cup of wine, just like Kiddush requires a cup of wine, Brit Milah requires a cup of wine. Anytime we have an important Mizmah, it requires a cup of wine. The second opinion says, no. You only need a cup of wine when you're making zimun. If you're not making zimun, you don't need a cup of wine. That's the second opinion. Third opinion says, no, even if you have zimun or you don't have zimun, you don't need a cup of wine. Okay? When a person is making zimun, he should have a cup of wine. 
This is the way the Suhan al brings it down in Lechod Zimun. Okay, that is the Halakha. Now, when it comes to Shabbat, so we're making Zimun over here, and we have a cup of wine, why don't we drink it? And the answer is, says the Magen Abraham, because there's an additional factor to take into consideration. When we talk about this really in Halakhot of Abdallah, the Halakha says that once I am, once the Shekiah comes on Shabbat, going into Motsay Shabbat, I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything until I make Havdalah. And that's called Ben Hashbashor. When we begin Ben Hashbashor, which is after sunset, until I make Havdalah, I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything. The only thing I'm allowed to drink is water, technically, according to Halakha. So now, it says the Magin Abraham, throughout the year, how come people don't make Zimun on a cup of wine? The Halakha brings down that you're supposed to make Zimun whenever you have three Jews, at least, three men, that is, eating together bread, and they're making Zimun, you're supposed to make it on a cup of wine. How come people don't do it? He says, and the answer is because they're relying on the opinion that says that even when making Zimun, you don't need a cup of wine. So being that so, here when it comes to Motza'e Shabbat, or really Ben Hashmashot of Shabbat going into Saturday night, since you usually rely on the opinion that says you don't need a cup of wine, so over here you can't drink the cup of wine because you don't usually drink a cup of wine, and therefore you're considered, you're considered eating or drinking before the making of Habdalah, and that's why you shouldn't drink that cup of wine. And that's the opinion also of the Mishnah Barra, and that's why many people, I hope they know this, that when they make Zimun on Shabbat afternoon, I mean to say on Sawadash Elishit, even though they may start with a cup of wine, they don't drink it, they leave it for Habdalah. That is the reason why people do what they do. However, you have to know that the Ben Yishai, as well as Hakam Ben Zion, as well as the Kafahim, this Faradim, pretty much went with the Zohar. The Zohar says that a person who is making Berchat Amazon should not hold a cup of wine unless you have a Zimun of three people. Three people. Whenever you have a Zimun of three people, you make Zimun with a cup of wine. It's an obligation. It's a hob. It's not optional. We don't go with the opinion that says you don't need a cup of wine. We don't go with the opinion that says that when you make Berchat Amazon by yourself, you have a cup of wine. Only with three people or more do you make Zimun with a cup of wine. And therefore, the Ahronim bring down that there's an obligation every single time that three men are eating and they're making Zimun to make it on a cup of wine or grape juice. And even though you may not do it throughout the week, you're really, you're not, you're not holding like Sefaradi Poskim. When it comes to Saudash Elishit, still, Bacham Ben brings it down and he says, it doesn't exempt you from the obligation of, drink, of, of making zimun a cup of wine. Therefore, even though you may not do it throughout the week, so don't mess up also on Shabbat. On Shabbat, you can make zimun with a cup of wine and drink it as well, even though you're drinking it way after Shekiah, way into Ben Hashmashot before making Abdullah. Why? Because we, have an, we as Faradim have an obligation to make zimun on a cup of wine throughout the year. If a person doesn't want to do his obligation throughout the, the week, just because he's on Shabbat, he's making, it doesn't mean he, he should put it down. So that's really according to the Sfaradim. Sfaradim, if you're making Sfara, uh, Zimun on Sawadash Elishit, which finished after Shekiah, which means in Ben Hashmashot, you're allowed to make, not only do you make Zimun on a cup of wine, but you must also drink from the cup of wine, and there's no Isur. Look at it in the Old Letzion. Ben Hai also brings this Halakha. Let's move on now to Halakha Yudbet. Halakha Yudbet, the Ben Hai talks about some customs to do in the middle of Saudash Elishit. If you recall, 
Api Kabbalah, it's very, very hashu for a person to smell hadasim by the, by the, of the meals of, uh, of Friday night, as well as Shabbat day. It's very, very hashu, we find already in the Gemara, which talks about Lagba Omer, and mentions also about um, Jews bringing hadasim for the honor of Shabbat. So therefore, Rabbi Yishai says also, if you can, especially a lot of shoes for Havdalah, they give out hadasim. If you can, bring hadasim and make a bracha v'atzeh b'samim, in the middle of Saudah Shalishit, and before making the Berakha, you should say the word Zachor Vishamor Bidibur Ahad Nemru, and then afterwards say the Berakha of Atzeb Samim, and then smell the Hadassim. Of course, make sure the Hadassim have a smell. According to Halakha, bread or during Saudah Shalishit is an obligation. That's a psak of Maran Shohan Aruch, that a person must have bread. Lechat a person must have Kibitzah. Kibitzah is about two ounces of bread during Saudah Shalishit. If a person cannot, then he could have a kezayit of bread. That's according to Halakha. According to the Mikubalim, a person, Benish Hai brought this also in the other meals, in every one of the three meals, a person should have his table set up like the way it was set up in the Mishkan or the Beit HaMikdash. Just like the Shohan, the Beit HaMikdash had 12 loaves of bread, so too when a person is eating or coming to eat his meal on Shabbat, for all the three meals, he should preferably have 12 loaves of bread. It's hard to do when you're eating Saudah in the shul. Especially in a lot of shuls, you're, you're lucky if you get one piece of bread. And for Lechem Mishnah, it's the same piece of bread that's going from each person, the same challah, or the same pita that's going around from each person to person that everybody's using for Lechem Mishnah. Okay, it's a little harder, I agree. But if you can, if you have the luxury to do it, then you could. You should try to set up 12 loaves of bread when you're eating. If not, then 4 loaves of bread. If not, at least 2, you also should try to have lechem mishneh. But of course, if a person doesn't have lechem mishneh, you don't have to eat the 2 pieces of bread. You should have You have to eat at least a kibetzah or kezait, the very least. But to make the brachav hamotzi on 2 breads or 4 breads or 12 breads, that is a preferable mitzvah. The British high, excuse me, the, since there is an obligation to have bread during the meal, so the poskim already, the tour, and even earlier, the rishonim already are bringing, and they explain that since you have the obligation to eat bread, then make sure that you have that in mind, that you know that you're going to come to eat bread in Saudash Yishit, especially in the days where, where, in the winter days, when it's very, very short, and you have Saudash Yishit, make sure that you don't overeat in your Week in your in your Shabbat morning meal, don't eat so much that when it comes to Saudah Shalishit you can't eat. And if a person cannot eat and he's stuffing the bread down his mouth, that's called Achila Gasa. Achila Gasa is not called Achila. It's not called that you ate it. It's not called that you fulfilled the mitzvah. So therefore, Hakam and A wise man always looks ahead and he sees. Listen, I'm going to have to have three meals. So if I'm I'm going to if you're going to stuff yourself in Shabbat morning, even though the food is delicious, so ask him for a doggy bag and pick it up Motzei Shabbat. If you're going to see that you're going to eat so much, you can't eat Shabbat Shalishit. So cut down on what you're eating in Shabbat morning because there's a special mitzvah, like we said, to eat Shabbat Shalishit. If in case a person stuffed himself and he can't eat bread. He really, he forgot himself, he lost himself, he, he's too stuffed, he can't eat bread, then at least, at least, go with the following list. Since there's other Rishonim that bring different opinions of what a person could eat during Saudah Shalishit, so you can rely on those opinions when it's very, very necessary. Because remember, it's not called Akhila, so what should you do? So you have the following list. If you cannot eat bread, then 
Try to eat something that's mezonot, either cakes or cookies. Try to eat that. Especially the mezonot, which is safek if it's hamotzi or if it's safek if it's mezonot. That's a different sugya. Try to have that. If you cannot have that, then at least try to have meat or fish, a lot of shoes, for example, put out tuna fish. It's very, very good to have fish on all the three meals of Shabbat. But if you cannot have cakes, then at least try to have fish or meat, which is considered very, very hashub, chicken also. And if you cannot have meat or fish or all these things, it's too heavy. Everybody has room for fruits. Everybody has room for desserts, pineapple, watermelon, cherries, or anything, or, or oranges, then what could you do if you're stuck and you can't eat anything else, then at least have some fruits, preferably from the pomegranates and the grapes and the, the five special fruits of Eretz Israel. And if you can't have that, then even regular fruits will suffice if a person is stuck. Now, there's a question. Could a person say the Red Torah instead of eating? I always heard that when I was young. Oh, you know, you can be Yotzei Dehobah by just saying the Red Torah. Now, you should know, no poskim bring this down. Nobody brings this down. Where is the source of this? So I saw brought down in Sevet Ameh Min Hagim in the name of the Shlah. The Shlah brings from the Zohar that Rabbi Shemar Bar Yochai when used to say the Vre Torah on Shabbat Minha, which means Saudash Elishit, whenever Shabbat was Arif Pesach. When Arif Pesach falls on Shabbat, says you can't have hamits, you can't have bread, you can't have also matzah, on Shabbat afternoon. So the Shlab B'Gzan, the Rashbi, the Rabbi Shabbat B'Yohai used to say the Vray Torah. However, Noah Haroni brought this to Halakha. What could you do with this information? I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing, that a person cannot do this Lechat A person cannot go ahead and say, okay, I'm going to have the Vray Torah, I'm going to say the Vray Torah, I'm going to listen to the Vray Torah, and be your Tzadah Habat Tzadah Shishit. Absolutely not. If you're really, really stuck somewhere, you're in a hospital somewhere where Bikur Cholim didn't get to you or they don't have a Bikur Cholim room and, ha- and you don't have any food, there's nothing for you to eat, then what could you do? You should sh- say the Vay Torah. You should know. Uh, if you read the biography of the Klozim Rebbe, he used to time when he was in the concentration camps for many years and he was suffering under Nazi rule and, and work, and he was forced labor. He would always time himself when he should figure out when Shabbat is and whenever Shabbat was, he would make sure to say the Vray Torah when the time, when, when, when the time of Saudash Yishi by Ben Hashem, he would make sure to always say some sort of the Vray Torah. Something would come out of it. He's not saying it necessarily to anybody, but he would say some sort of words of the Vray Torah during that time. Maybe it's based on the Shla and the Zohar, I don't know. But that was what's brought down in the biography of the Kozim Gari Rabbi. Let's move on to the next point. Saudash Yishi, after a person is eating, he has to say Brachat Mazon. And Brachat Mazon. We have an obligation to say Even if you finish your meal way after like we said, you're one of those people that likes to stretch out way into the night. As long as you started your meal in the daytime, you could still say which is mentioning Shabbat in Berchat Hamazon. Now, the question is, what if a person forgot to say in Berchat Hamazon of Saudash Elishit? What is the Halakha? Let me give you a little bit of a background. The rule by repeating Berchat Mazon, if you didn't mention Me'ain HaMa'ura, what is Me'ain HaMa'ura? Every time we say Berchat Mazon and it's said on a special day, we have to mention that special day in our Berchat Mazon. We just had Rosh Chodesh Iyar last week. And Rosh Chodesh, if you ate bread, so you said Berchat Mazon. When you eat bread on Rosh Chodesh, in Berchat Mazon, you must mention Ya'alei and you must mention Rosh Chodesh in the Beracha. In case a person forgot and he remembered after he started the next beracha, 
does he have to repeat or does she have he or she have to repeat Berchat Mazon or not is dependent on the following point. Whenever we have an obligation to eat bread, not a mitzvah, a preferable mitzvah, but an obligation to eat bread, then if a person forgot to mention the theme of the day, which is called Me'ina Me'ora, then you have to repeat Berchat Mazon. Let me give you an example. Lel Pesach. There's a mitzvah in the Torah, you must eat matzah. That's not preferable, that's not an option. You must eat matzah, men or women. You have an obligation to eat matzah, like we all just ate matzah. Matzah is bread. So therefore, if Lel Pesach, a person said Berchat HaMazon, he forgot to mention Yalevi Abo, and mentioning Haga Matzot Hazeh in Berchat HaMazon, and he started the fourth blessing, the Berachah after Yalevi Abo, then... The, uh, the halakha says that you must repeat Berchat HaMazon. Okay? This is the deen. However, let's take Pesach daytime. There is a mitzvah to eat bread on Yom Tov. Is an obligation to specifically have bread? There is no specific obligation. It's a big mitzvah. Very important mitzvah. But if a person cannot keep it, it's not that he has... Uh, it's, it's not as much of an obligation as eating bread on the night of Pesach. So therefore, if a person forgot to say Ya'alevi Abo on Shabbat, on, excuse me, on Pesach day, in the meal that he's having on Pesach day, then he does not have to repeat Bechat Amazon. The same halakha will apply to Rosh Hodesh. You're not allowed to fast on Rosh Hodesh, and there's a mitzvah to eat bread, but it's not an obligation to eat bread on Rosh Hodesh. So if a person forgot to say Ya'alevi Abo on Rosh Hodesh, in Bechat Amazon, he does not have to repeat the Bechat Amazon. When it comes to the meals on Shabbat, everyone agrees, everyone agrees that there's an obligation to eat bread on Friday night as well as Shabbat morning, the first meal. The first two meals, you must have bread. And if a person didn't say, let's say, we did not mention Shabbat in Berchat HaMazon, then he has to repeat, he has an obligation to repeat Berchat HaMazon to say it with let's No argument on this. Ashkenazin, that's Faradi. Question is, what about Saudah Shalishit? So if you look in Shohan Aruch and Saman Kuf Pehet, Shohan Aruch writes that Sauda Shalishit has the same halakha as Rosh Hodesh. What do we say about Rosh Hodesh? Rosh Hodesh, you do not have to repeat the Berchat Amazon if you forgot to say Ritzav Halitzenu. If you, excuse me, if you forgot to say Ya'alevi Abo. Same thing, you don't have to repeat Berchat Amazon if you forgot to say Ritzav Halitzenu by Sauda Shalishit. Why not? Didn't we just say that there is an obligation for a person to have bread on Sauda Shalishit? And I said, although, yes, we did say that, but there's other Rishonim that hold, you could be your Tzedi with fruits as well. And being that there's a Mahlouk Rishonim, and Shohanuk, even though he ruled that you must have an obligation to have bread, but still, it's still a Mahlouk. And therefore, if a person said, Berchat Amazon, without mentioning Ratzev Al-Sainu, you're your according to the other opinions, because since there's no obligation to specifically have bread in this meal. And that is the Psaq of Shohanuk, that is the Psaq of the Mishnah Birra. And as well as the Kafah Hayim, Acham and Or Letzion. However, the Ben Yishai in Parashat, Huka, in Parashat Balak brings that since Sawadash Ishit is an obligation, Api Hasod, Api Kabbalah, if a person forgot to say Letzevah Letzenu in Sawadash Ishit, he must repeat Bechat Amazon. That's Ben Yishai brings down. However, all the Ahronim, even the Sfaradi Ahronim, Acham Abadiyah, Or Letzion, and Hayim disagree with him. And why? Because uh, Ben Yishai usually has a rule, and a lot of Ahrim go with this rule, is that if the Arizal says something, we don't say, Safik Barakot Lahakin Neged Arizal. 
And he says, since Arizah says it's an obligation to have a meal. So therefore, if you didn't say Brachat Mazon, you must repeat Brachat Mazon. That's the Ben Ishai. However, the Chacham Betzion and Kafahim, both of them mentioned as well, is that since Arizah didn't specifically speak about Brachat Mazon, all he said is that you have to have, you have an obligation to eat bread. But he didn't say that Brachat Mazon, if you missed it, you have to repeat it. So in that case, it's not, doesn't fit under the rule of in Omrim Sabad Neged Ha'ari. We don't say Savik Bachol Akin Neged Arizal. And therefore, here, all the Ahronim, the Svaradi Ahronim, disagree with the Benish Hai. They all hold, if a person forgot to say Ritzev Al-Zenu by Saudash Elishit, Yatsai Dehubab Diabad, that is the opinion of Hakam Badia as well. And that is Halakha Lemasi. Like we said, the Ashkenazim anyway don't have an issue with this because the Ashkenazim also follow the Mishnah Barasas, which is what Maran Shuharuk brings in Kofi Hit, that you don't have to repeat Bechatamazov if you forgot to say Ritzev Al-Zenu. Let's move on now to Halakha Yod Gimur. But they are told you should mention if anybody wants to text in any question or call. We have the technician with us over here, the number to call in if you have any questions or what we said or the subject that we speak about. It's 718 683 5858. And to text in your questions, it's 347 927 8398. You're listening to Halakha Hour here on jradio.com. We're up to Halakha Yud Gimel in the Benish High. Very quick halakha, the obligation, the Saudash al-Ishit is an obligation. It's an obligation on men and women, with bread also. There's no difference. This is not halakha just for men. Last week we spoke about Sfirat Aumah and you're right. That was mostly... Uh, not mostly, almost every halakha that we spoke last week only is, is only applicable to men because according to Kabbalah, women should not count at all. But today's halakhot, Saudash al is an obligation for men and women as well. And not only that, the Gemara says that if there's an ani, Masikh Bababatra, Daftit, Amud Alif, Amud Bet. Okay. In either case, the Gemara says over there that if an ani, if a poor person comes from town to town and there is a tzedakah that has to supply him with food, they must give him minimum the meals, uh, three meals to eat on Shabbat. Three meals, you see from here, Mishnah Barah brings it down, it's a halakha, that from the laws of tzedakah, since the minimum that we have to give an ani is three meals, you see, all three meals and obligations, no exception. Not only that, to the point where Hazal said, when a person has to buy the basics of the Saudash Yashiv, the halakha says they can even borrow money to buy, you can even borrow it to buy for Saudash Yashiv. In fact, if you ever go to, you have to be in the hospital on the Shabbat, hopefully that's only for Semachot when there's a baby, new baby, but you see, when the Bikur Halim comes around and they support, supply everybody with, with food for Shabbat, they always give enough also for meals or as well as Saudah Shalishit. If they're very, very tight on money, they'll give for all three meals, Friday night, Shabbat day, and Shabbat afternoon. Shabbat afternoon meal is not any less than all the other meals for men and women as well. And all that that we said from now, till now, excuse me, apply to men and women as well. Last halakha regarding Saudash Yashid in Benish Hai is the time when to have Saudash Yashid. Benish Hai says, Zaman Saudash Yashid, Minha. The time to have Saudash Yashid is after praying Minha on Shabbat. If for some reason you had to do, you had to eat your Saudash Yashid before Minha, 
יצא בדיעבד, יצאת ידי חובה, יוצא בדיעבד. ובלבד שלא יעשה נקודת שעוד במחצה. דאז היא בכלל שרית, on a condition, you didn't have your meal before six and a half hours from the morning, which means half an hour before חצות. Okay, that's very, very important. You didn't have it before חצות. If you had it before חצות, that's not called סעודה של שיט, it's called בכלל שחרית, it's considered סעודה של שחרית. This is all על הלכה. רבי ישראל ברינגס דאנו והאוור ולפי הסוד שגילה רבינו אריזה על פי קבלה אם עשה הקודם של המדחה לא יצא ידי חובה גם בדיעבד. הקודם של אריזה סעודה של שיט must only take place after מנחה. That's according to קבלה. מהלכה. If a person has סעודה של שיט any time after a half an hour after חצות then it's considered סעודה של שיט as long of course as he had a meal beforehand. Now here we got a question in the text. What if a person made kiddush in the shul And then he had mezonot. And like we mentioned in the past, the Pasuk says, which means wherever you're making Kiddush, you must have a Sa'udah. And we said Sa'udah doesn't have to be necessarily a big meal. Sa'udah to be Yotzei Dehubat Kiddush is what? It's only to have either a Kizayit of mezonot or to have a Revi'it of wine or grape juice. So this person had a Sa'udah of of such a type in the shul, he had at least a kezayit of mezonot in the shul, and now he goes home, and by the time he got home already, it's after hatzot, right, and it's way after hatzot, it's after six and a half, uh, six and a half hours from the morning, could that be considered as saudash al-shit or not? So first of all, according to the Arizal, for sure not, because saudash al-shit has to be afterwards, and also, it's brought down the post scheme that the mezonot that we told you is only f- regarding the saudash al-shit if a person cannot eat, In such a case, as you're obviously having bread, the first meal does not count as a regular meal, and therefore this meal is not considered sa'udah rishonah. But if you want to be yotzei dehobah, what you could do is in the shul, have a kezayit of bread, and that will be sa'udah in the morning. And by the time you come home, you could have already the second meal, but that's again all with the abad. Because even according to the pashtanim, even not according to Kabbalah, lechatila, the Ramah brings this down, and all the Ahronim bring this down as well. Lechatila, it's preferable for a person to first have, to first pray minha and then to have saudash al afterwards. However, when it's very, very necessary and a person needs to have saudash al before minha, for example, let's say he's going to a place where at the time of saudash al there will not be bread. Sometimes you go to a shul and the shul doesn't have enough bread, or they may have enough bread, but the little kids come and they take and you don't, don't usually get bread. So in such a case, so what are you supposed to do without bread? So then you could have, you should have saudash al-shit before you pray minha. Personally, I remember one year I had to spend the summer giving classes in saudash al-shit. And I, I wouldn't, the place where I had to go to, I wouldn't have time to be able to give the class and have saudash al-shit as well. So I used to have saudash al-shit before I prayed minha, because otherwise I wouldn't be able to have saudash al-shit afterwards. Whatever the circumstances may be, if you know that you're not going to have saudash al-shit later on, or you're not going to have bread for saudash al-shit, then you can have saudash al-shit before minha. But preferably, it should be after minha. I want to point out something that a lot of people don't talk about, but it's brought down. It's brought down in Ramah. It's brought down in the Darkei Moshe. It's also brought down in Kafahim. All If you open up almost every halakha sefer on Shohan Aruch, they all speak about this. And what is that? There's a midrash that the Rishonim bring. Already from the time of Rishonim, they bring the following midrash. It's found in Shohar Tob. It says like this, Kol ha-shot-e-mayim ki-ilu gozel ha-metim. And the words, I think the way the Ramah brings it is, Kilu gozel mikirobav ha-metim. Whoever drinks water on Shabbat ben Hashmashot, 
It's like he's stealing from his relatives who are dead. First of all, what is the idea of this? So it's brought down that the dead people, uh, some of them get tried in Gehinam, right? And Gehinam, Hazrat tells us it's a place of fire. So the water cools them off. And if you drink water from that time, you take away from their water. That is the explanation of this. It's very, very Kabbalistic, very, very mystical. You could have a million and one questions on this. Yes, you're right. A lot of people have questions on this midrash and the explanation, but that's what it's brought down. It's not something that anybody made up. It's a midrash that's brought down, whatever it means. There have been a few interpretations to this midrash. Some say that when it says in the midrash that whoever drinks Ben Hashemashot, it's referring to Friday night. Since you're not allowed to make it, you're not allowed to drink anything before making kiddush, that's what it's talking about over here. How fits with steel from metim? I don't know, but that's how some explain it. Some say no, it's talking about drinking on benesh mashot of Motzei Shabbat of of Shabbat going into Saturday night. And since it's brought down that the dead people rest on Shabbat from Gehinam, and now here's the time that they're coming back to Gehinam. So therefore, if you take from their water. It's like you steal from them, you don't give them the water to cool off. And some say, since it says, his relatives who are dead, so it's only talking about specific people. Who is that? That's talking about a person in his first year of mourning. A person whose parents have passed away in his first year of mourning. Since Hazal tells us that Mishpat is 12 months, and just in case a person may be in Gehinam for that first year, he might want to cool off. He might need that water to cool off and you're drinking from it. Okay? Again, this is all Kabbalistic. And some say that this is only applicable to waters from a river. If you took waters from a river, that's what I mean. But to take regular water from a faucet, it's not applicable. All these are different opinions, not necessarily that they agree with each other. By the Ashkenazim, I saw, I don't know Ashkenazim, but I saw brought down that a lot of people have accustomed to be very, very mahmir when it comes to Ben Hashemashot, that they don't drink any water. By the way, this only applies to water. It doesn't apply to sodas. It doesn't apply, not mean to say like Coke, or it doesn't apply to wine or, or orange juice. It only applies to water. But you could also mix up, you mix in, excuse me, mix water with other things also that doesn't apply to it. That is the, uh, a lot of people have explained it. Sfaradim, Kafa Hayim brings down that the Darizal says that this is only a problem. The Ben Hashemashot from Shabbat going to Motzei Shabbat when a person is drinking without, not, without eating the meal of Saudash Elishit. Meaning, if you're in the middle of Saudash Elishit, there's no problem to drink water, even though it's during Ben Hashemashot. According to that's according to the Arizal. But if you're not in Ben Hashemashot, excuse me, if you're not in the middle of Saudash Elishit and you want to drink water, even according to Alakha, it's mutar. But based on this midrash, the Arizal says a person should not drink water at that time. Wanted to point it out, it's brought down, a person should try to be careful. And here is the final question because we're running out of time. We're not going to be able to talk today regarding the halachot of Shabbat Minha. But we're up to the final question, and we're going to talk about it next week, Bezat Hashem. And the final question when it comes to Saudash Shishit is as follows. When is the latest time for a person to have Saudash Shishit? What does that mean? When is the latest time for a person to begin eating Saudash Shishit? Like we said, if you began Saudash Shishit in the right time, and you want to go all the way into the evening, Hazak Baruch Ashrecha, and how fortunate are the people with you that are patient with you. That's a great, unbelievable thing. But to begin Saudash, when, a person, when could a person start already washing his hands? Now, why is there such a question? And the answer is we mentioned beforehand 
that a person cannot eat or drink after the sun sets on Shabbat afternoon until he makes Abdallah. Once Ben Esmashor comes, you cannot eat or drink until you make Abdallah. That's exactly Hachamim, which we'll talk about when it comes to Hilchot Abdallah. So now that already it's Shekiah, how could you go ahead and do Netilat Yadaim and eat a meal? It's already, you're not allowed to eat until you make Abdallah. So that is the question. So therefore, based on this halakha, obviously, a person should make sure to wash before Shekiah. According to all opinions, you should make sure to wash before Shekiah. So now, however, because Saudah Shilishit is a mitzvah, so therefore the Oletzion brings down in Siman Chaf Alef, excuse me, in, yeah, in Siman, in Perek Chaf Alef, Saif Het, he brings down that if a person is stuck, he could be lenient to, to wash after Shekiah as long as, in, as it is, if it's within 13 and a half minutes. With, from Shekiah, which means, let's say Shekiah is at 7 o'clock, so 13 and a half minutes, Shaul's Maniot is around, let's say, 7.15, let's say now in the summer, so a person within the first 13 and a half minutes, you could still wash your hands and have Saudah Shalishit. But if it's past 13 and a half minutes already, it's too late, it's already considered nighttime according to the Geonim, and it's too late for a person to wash his hands for Saudah Shalishit. So let's repeat the halakha. Lechat a person should start Saudah Shalishit, it means he should begin to wash his hands and have Saudah Shalishit before Shekiah. If a person sees that he ran late, and but it's still within 13 and a half minutes after Shekiah, he could still wash his hands and begin his Saudah Shalishit. But if it's after 13 and a half minutes, since already that's considered Sayyidah Kohmi according to some opinions, therefore you should not wash your hands and that's it, you lost on Saudash Sheet. And by the way, if you can't wash your hands and you can't have Saudash Sheet with bread, you can't have it with anything else. Remember, food you can't eat, any uh, wine and any other drinks you cannot drink. Why? Because already you have to make Abdallah. You have to wait till you make Abdallah. Also, water, although according to Allah, you're allowed to drink, like we said, there's a midrash that says a person should try not to drink. According to Rizal, a person should not drink water if it's not in the middle of Saudash al-Sheet of the Benesh short from Shabbat going into Saturday night. This is the end of today's class. Next week, Mazat Hashem will continue with the Benesh High. We'll do the Halakhot of Shabbat Minha, which will be very, very quick. And Mazat Hashem hopefully will move on also with Pasha Toldot, which speaks about the Halakhot of Aliyot la Torah on Shabbat day. And we'd like to thank, right before we conclude, we'd like to thank our sponsors, this class was sp- sponsored Shlomo Eliyahu Benina, as well as Maya Sima Batpola Boliza. I'd like to th- thank David Levine and the JRU Radio staff for hosting us. And Razat Hashem, if anybody would like to call in or text in any questions, I'll be here for the next 10-15 minutes. The numbers to the station are 718-683-5858. To text in your question is 347-927-8398. And as at the same, this same class will be aired on again tonight on jradio.com from 11 to 12 o'clock, wherever you can hear J Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and Shabbat Shalom.